Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Paul and Jordana and DJ, it's Friday. Glad you could join us today. So we have questions about what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, the first major battle, the first major war on the European continent since World War II. You have to go back, what, 75, 80 years. Uh, with us to provide that perspective and context and analysis, as he does brilliantly every time we have him on, author, prolific author and historian Ken Davis, uh, author of the Don't Know Much series, which you can find out more about, don'tknowmuch.com, and currently Strongman, uh, an amazing book. Ken Davis, welcome back. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me in this very, very precipitous moment. Uh, I wish we could sing along with them that things are all right now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly they're not. And just yeah. uh, because because I, I want to be very accurate here, I don't want you to get in trouble with your listeners. Um, yes, there's been no major European war uh, in, in a sense, but we did have the Bosnian War 30 years ago which was a result of the breakup of Yugoslavia, which factors into what we're talking about here. The, um, the end of the Soviet Union and the Cold War had a lot of consequences. The Bosnian War was in 1992. And then, of course, in, uh, in, in the, a little bit later uh, in, in the 90s, we had the um, Serbian uh, War on Albanian civilians, both of which required... Uh, uh, they were terrible wars, and both required uh, outside uh, involvement, including NATO's involvement, certainly in the um, uh, Bosnian War in 1995. NATO began a two-week-long bombing campaign. So um, that certainly counts as a war in Europe. Point taken. Thank you, Thank Ken. You. And please stop me here if I get any additional history wrong. I, I want to mention something to you and by the way i'm on team ukraine not that there's any question of that but I'm, I'm trying to understand why putin and some of the top people in the kremlin think the way they do are they paranoid do they have a legitimate reason to be paranoid or feel cheated so follow along and tell me what i'm what i'm saying wrong here ken back in 1990 I... president okay. george bush and secretary of state james baker made a deal with Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev. This was February of 1990. According to documents declassified in 2017, the Soviets would allow German reunification 
with the written ironclad guarantees that NATO would not expand one inch eastward, in the words of James Baker. Then, in the late 90s, uh, President Bill Clinton uh, would allow... Would, first of all, he didn't allow Russia to join NATO, but he started a process which would lead to 14 other former Warsaw Pact members joining what was an anti-Soviet military alliance. So, again, my question is, Putin just being paranoid, or did we take advantage of a weakened Russia when we had a chance denying him that security buffer that he had with the Warsaw Pact nations, setting the stage, in essence, for what we see today? Any of that makes sense? It all makes sense, Paul, but, uh, and there's a lot to unpack there. So let me back up a little bit here for folks who might be uh, a little bit confused. First of all, I, I recently saw that some college students were on Jeopardy and didn't, couldn't identify what NATO means. So let's start with the basics here. The NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It was created in 1949 as a military alliance uh, initially between 12 countries. Uh, they were uh, mostly European countries, with the exception of Canada and the United States. This was in the immediate aftermath, of course, of World War II, when uh, not only was Germany defeated, but Germany was divided between East and West, and Eastern Communist uh, Germany and a Western, pro-Western uh, Democratic uh, Germany. And of course, the rest of Eastern Europe was behind the famous Iron Curtain. Uh, this was a, a group of nations that were completely controlled and dominated by the Soviet Union, that which had been led for most of its history by Joseph Stalin, one of the most brutal dictators in world history. Um, of course, that then broke up in 1991. The, the Soviet Union broke up. As the Soviet Union broke up, all of those other countries, Eastern European countries that had been communist, like Poland, Hungary, Yugoslavia, which completely shattered apart Czechoslovakia, which was also divided into two countries, the Ch now the Czech Republic and Slovakia, which are countries that border Ukraine. So this was a complete remapping of Europe in the aftermath of the breakup of the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union had been the reason that NATO was created as a counterbalance to this incredibly large, powerful military power. That was also now a nuclear power in uh, by the end of the 1940s. So this was, of course, the Cold War, and it dominated American politics and life for most of uh, the uh, the 50 years after World War II. I am of that generation that got marched down, downstairs to the basement of our elementary school for the duck and cover drills or to face the wall. Of course, the, the Soviet Union had struck the United States with an atomic bomb or a nuclear weapon. Um, standing in front of a school a wall wouldn't have done much good. Um, but that was what we lived with for a long time. And then that all disappeared in 1991. Uh, all of a sudden, democracy seemed triumphant. Uh, countries like Poland and Hungary, once communist dictatorships, be started to become westernized European free market economies with democracy. 
NATO was willing and eager, actually, to take some of those countries in, first into the European Union, which is the economic uh, community that grew in the post-World War world, and later into NATO. There were very stringent requirements to allow a country to come into NATO. Uh, The country had to be committed to democratic rule. The country had to be very uh, stringent about fighting corruption within its ranks. Uh, The country had to be able to defend not only itself, but to contribute to the mutual defense of NATO. And I should point out there, perhaps one of the the most important piece of the NATO treaty is something called Article 5. And Article 5 states that the member states must come to the aid of any member state subject to an armed attack. It's only been invoked one time in NATO's history, and that was after September 11th, when NATO agreed to join the United States in the attack on Afghanistan. Um, So that's just a little bit of a background there. Mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin uh, has seen for a very long time, the breakup of the Soviet Union as the worst event in history. And he has tried to recreate it in some respects. He has stated and publicly said for a very long time that Ukraine is truly a part of Russia. Now, this is a very dangerous idea because once uh, uh, someone in one country decides that another country is really part of their country um, and decides to take it over, we're in very dangerous territory. Adolf Hitler did this in 1938 and 1939, and it led to World War II. He first took over Austria in what was called the Anschluss, or annexation. Then he was given by treaty a piece of Czechoslovakia called the Sudetenland. He then took the rest of Czechoslovakia, and it was only in September of 1939 that Hitler invades Poland that World War II begins. So there's some very, very dangerous precedent here for a leader to claim that pieces of or all of another country are really part of their country. Uh, their country. It would be you know, like Mexico saying Texas is really Mexico and starting an invasion. I'm not being glib about that, but just to, to try and give you some uh, some sense of, of, of where we are with this. So um, I hey, don't Ken, think that we, we, yes. we, we literally have like 30 seconds left. But oh, can sorry. you tell yes. us? No, no that, I know it's a lot. Can you tell us why Ukraine is not a member of NATO? Ukraine does not has not to this point met those criteria that us. Uh, some of which I singled out mm-hmm. uh, for inclusion. Uh, the, the question of corruption, the, co- the correct, uh, question of commitment to democratic principles, the ability to uh, uh, contribute and spend enough for its own defense and then to contribute to the NATO mutual defense have all been under question. This was raised, by the way, by George Bush in 2004, Um, So this has been a question at that time, Germany and France objected to Ukraine coming in because of some of those reasons I just cited. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.